0: Welcome to the Humber Spotlight podcast, brought to you by Future Humber and Bondholders. Today we are talking fish. On the 26th of September, Bondholders headed to Grimsby to learn more about the fish processing industry. Led by Simon Dwyer and Julie Waits of Made Great in Grimsby, the visit was a unique behind-the-scenes experience, which was well attended. We will hear more about this later. Simon Dwyer is a board member of Future Humber and it was fantastic to see the work that he does for the region's fish and food processing businesses. Thank you to Simon and his team for an insightful day. So first, we're hearing more from Simon about Made Great in Grimsby as he talks to Matt Johnson.
1: Today I'm joined by Simon Dwyer, who is CEO at Seafox Management Consultants in Grimsby. But before we get into that, my notes tell me you were born and raised in North East Lincolnshire. So my first question is, what what's kept you in the region?
2: Um, work, probably predominantly. Okay. I started. Yes, I was born in Cleethorpes. Not many people are nowadays. Um, but I started my career on the port of Immingham, working for a small company um doing customs clearance entries strangely enough um and then i've worked within the logistics arena predominantly in emingham for about 25 years over 25 years and worked for some great businesses um names that a lot of our listeners will be familiar with fred olsen the fds um samskip as well the icelandic shipping company so yeah i've had a great time um Never felt the urge to leave the area, um, but travelled the world on, on on the on the logistics ticket and the Humber ticket.
1: Brilliant! So never tempted to to leave your roots and spread your wings a little bit and go elsewhere. Just enough enough here to keep you entertained.
2: Yeah, more than enough. And awesome. I've met lots of fabulous people. Met lots of fabulous people along the way. And like I say, there's not many countries or continents that I haven't visited over my career. And it's it's just been great to come home. Yeah. Uh, whether you go away for two weeks and you come home or whatever, I was I was actually based in Rotterdam at one time, working um, from there. But I just commuted every week. Um, <laughs> oh so, yeah,
1: brilliant. That's some commute that is. Um, so for those who might not have heard of Sea Fox before, can you, can you tell us a little bit about what it is that you do at Sea Fox?
2: Yeah, I formed Sea Fox uh, about thirteen years ago. Um, I wanted to work independently, having worked a very busy corporate life, working at board level. And I had probably no massive strategic idea. It was just a case of um, using the knowledge and experience that I gained during my career working in logistics um, to put some good back into the industry. So I undertook a few consultancy roles, and then I was asked, to uh, run some organizations that ironically are related to seafood and i guess now i'm more involved in the world of seafood than i am the world of logistics um i run the grimsby fish merchants association an organization called seafood grimsby and humber that's made up of all the large seafood processors across um, grimsby and hull And I also work with an organisation that's based in Norway called the North Atlantic Seafood Forum, which is a global um, seafood conference in Bergen every year. So those three things, together with some other things that I do around leadership, um, keep me more than busy because I I am on my own. Uh, There's a lot lot to do.
1: I'm assuming by saying there that the the, um, links with the Nordic side of things and that that is a global forum, that the Humber itself has a has a strong voice in that forum then with with your presence there
2: definitely definitely um absolutely and the businesses that i'm dealing with today um both uh, on the north bank and the south bank uh related to seafood businesses um they're all engaged in in this conference and it's a great meeting place and it's great to get the local businesses together in one place i get more times in bergen with these businesses than i do in grimsby most of the time ironically um but it's good it's good opportunity for us to promote the region and what we do um there's a lot of great things going on in the industry around around seafood and and the jobs that we have and some really exciting businesses and some really exciting investment
1: so obviously like say it's, it's exciting and kind of what with the history of the region and its connections with seafood and fishing, do you think there's still some misconceptions about the, the strength of the industry as it is in its present form for the region?
2: I think to some extent there is. Um, it's 50 years ago now that we stopped catching fish and landing fish in the ports of Hull and Grimsby. And, and that's all moved on. But the businesses, the people involved in the industry they reinvented themselves and they became producers of hundreds and hundreds of different seafood products. And family names that were involved in catching all of a sudden found themselves involved in processing. So the fish and the seafood still gets landed in Grimsby and Immingham, but it arrives by container ships, it arrives by vessels, it arrives by truck overland. And it still needs to be processed and it still needs to be supplied. All the major UK retailers buy their seafood from the region. All the major food service businesses and hundreds and hundreds of fish and chip shops buy their fish from the region. And that is a little bit understated. And even now I get phone calls from the media asking if they can come and talk to our fishermen, where unfortunately we don't, we don't have any. And that was one of the reasons behind why we created a brand called Made Grating, Grimsby, because we wanted to pull ourselves away from the the heritage, and talk more about what's going on today and what's going to go on in the future.
1: I think that's that's really powerful because, like you say, that even even if it's just people outside the region that have got this misconception that it's still fishing parts, that there's something there to to change that perception so can you just tell us a little bit more about Made Great and Grimsby and kind of how it how it came about and where it is today
2: yeah well Made Great in Grimsby is owned by the Grimsby Fish Merchants Association um, we strategically got it trademarked as well and it is what it says on the tin made is is about the process and what we produce Um Grimsby is um real political name is Great Grimsby, as you as you probably know. So it was a play on the words. Uh, one of the FMA board members, Mike harris came up with the wording. Uh, and it was about three years ago now. And what we try and do is that we use the wording and the branding to tell the story of the five and a half thousand jobs that are in Grimsby and Hull every day, processing seafood. The 10,000 plus jobs that are in the supply chain supplying logistics, engineering, packaging, all the technical expertise. And as I say, the, the story about us producing fish that goes into the UK supply chain and hits the tables of thousands of consum- or millions of consumers. In total, it's a £2 billion um, business with some really, really, really big investment from people... Organisations in Japan, Canada, America, Iceland, Norway. So it's pretty global.
1: Well, yes, definitely a big global reach there. So obviously there's lots of positive stuff going on. What what would you kind of say the challenges for the industry are at, at the moment?
2: Consumption. Um, we consume nationally about 1.1 portions of fish every week. The NHS website, and it's on the website encourages you to eat two portions of fish a week one of them being an oily fish like mackerel or salmon um, so if we can push consumption up from 1.1 which equals two billion pound to say 1.5 incrementally two billion pound will grow and that will have an, an amazing impact on businesses involved in the seafood sector uh, on both sides of the river so consumption is really really important um we've got over issues around trade barriers Brexit that's that's done and dusted it's in the past um we've adjusted we've adapted um and we've been fortunate as well to have lots of funding coming into the region um this year alone we've had about 15 million pounds of funding coming in to um, develop infrastructure for the for the businesses on, on both sides of the river so the businesses themselves are in a really good place. It's just getting more people to eat more fish more often.
1: Okay, so we're going to do something a little bit different here because we don't know to do this on the, on the podcast, but let's try and make people a little bit hungry, sir. So, um, <laughs> fish and chips, are you going cod or haddock? Have you got a, have you got a preference? Are you allowed to have a preference?
2: The, the preference locally, and I'm sure a lot of people will know this, no surprise, is the preference locally is, is haddock. And then um, nationally, it's haddock, it's cod. It's a little bit of hake as well, um, but predominantly, nationally, it's cod.
1: Okay. And do you think there's kind of potentially, a, a, you know, like you say, you cod, your haddock, salmon, that kind of thing, but is there something out there that people are kind of sleeping on? Like, is there a, a, a fish product out there that you think we're massively underestimating in this in this country or even this region yeah. that... that- we could get our hands on quite easily
2: yeah the, the the staples are cod haddock tuna salmon prawns um there's some other great seafood products out there there's, there's sea bass there's monkfish um products that you can quite easily cook fish and seafood is one of the easiest things in the world to cook but people seem to be quite frightened of it and, you know, I would encourage people to watch as many death goes as possible and, you know, the massive deaths of this world, et cetera, because everybody's all over seafood. And it's a really, really, really simple dish to cook. You can cook a piece of salmon in under 10 minutes with, with some, with some healthy vegetables with it. Um, but no, I, I think, um, we traditionally stick to the staples. I can't see mackerel and chips being very popular in a fish and chip shop, for instance, or herring and chips. Um, so all of that um, raw material that we catch predominantly up in Scotland is always exported. But no, I think I think we're too traditional and, and very very British about it all. So we we just stick with what we know.
1: Well, hopefully anyone listening to us has now started to think about what they're going to have for the for the tea and uh, uh, fish is now on the menu for them, and hopefully it can be a staple going forward. And as you say, it's that getting that people up to that two portions a week is the a place where people can go to find out more about what you're doing? Um, have you got like a website or anything like that, that people can find out more about this initiative, Made Great in Grimsby?
2: Yeah, we, it has a website um, and some of the larger businesses have their own websites and it's important because people will be listening to this now thinking about sustainability, etc. It's important that everybody recognises that all the fish that we handle is sustainably sourced the be caught. Um, there are people from Grimsby and Hull travelling the world every week, um, talking to their suppliers, making sure that everything is is ethical around um, the quotas, around the fish catching, the type of catching, and and the people as well who are, who are catching the fish all over the world. And that's a prerequisite of the retailers, and that's a prerequisite of the majority of the food service businesses. So it, that's an important message as well. It's
1: been fascinating hearing about the, the stuff that you're doing with the industry and just how big it actually still is in the region. I think a lot of people maybe are aware of the impact it's having globally as well, just from the, our region. Um, we're going to finish off with some um, more generic questions about the region, kind of promote um, your favourite place in the region. So have you got a favourite spot in the Humber region that you like to, to visit?
2: Yeah, I live out in the uh, just on the edge of the Lincolnshire Wolds. I think the Lincolnshire Wolds are, are understated, really. Uh, it's a fabulous place. I can take um, three lovely dogs out for a walk in the morning, and just on the top of the Lincolnshire Wolds, I've got a panoramic, panoramic view of the River Humber. I can look over as far as Hull and, and see the ferries, uh, Immingham, uh, the port of Grimsby, and the skyline. So if you haven't been then yeah please get yourself out into the Lincolnshire walls fabulous pubs, fabulous villages, fabulous houses, fabulous cycling, fabulous walks yeah it's 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 a great place and, and 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 part of this region that i I particularly love
1: brilliant and and if somebody was looking to move to the region especially if they were looking to move to work within the the um the ports and that that kind of area what what would your advice be to them if they think about moving to the region? What would you say to them?
2: I think there's lots of opportunity in the region. Um, and we're not a major city, but I think we do have an offering in both sides of the river. And we've got good connectivity with the airport, for instance, side Airport. We've got good connectivity with the trains that go straight over to, to Liverpool now uh, from the region. Um, we're not a million miles away from getting trains down to um, London from either Hull or Doncaster or, or Newark. So there's the connectivity there. Um, there's a fantastic cost of living opportunity here in terms of, of, of the houses and things. And I think we've got some good things going on with, with, for the families on, on either side of the river, um, particularly on the on the seaside as well. So I certainly would encourage people, if they were thinking of relocating to this area, to do so um, and, and not be too frightened. Um, there are probably too many people who drive into work, into into both sides of the river um, too often. And I think they should really start thinking about the relocation opportunities.
1: Brilliant. So all, all that's left for me to say is thank you very much for your time today. And make sure people go and check out the work that Made Great and Grimsby are doing I mean, we're recording this at uh, just before eleven o'clock in the morning, so I'm already thinking, can I justify going and having fish and chips for my lunch now? So, <laughs> <laughs> don't know if my diet will allow it, but um, definitely fish is on the menu this week for me. And um, yeah. yeah, thank you very much for your time today, Simon. Um, I look forward to bumping into you in the future.
2: Pleasure, thank you.
0: On the 26th of September, a delegation of bondholders visited Grimsby to learn more about the fish processing industry and two businesses in particular, fish meal processors Pelagia and traditional fish smokers Alfred Enderby. Thank you to all involved for making this exclusive experience possible. We are here outside Alfred Enderby in Grimsby, which is traditional fish smokers and we're on the industry insight We've made great Grimsby. Um, can you tell me a little bit about you and what you
3: do and a little bit about the tour today. Oh, hi. Yes, I'm Julie Waits and I've spent uh, many years here in Grimsby. I've worked in the seafood industry for about, uh, well, 25 plus years. Um, I went to, actually went to university here when we had the School of Food and Fisheries um, from the University of Lincoln, uh, based in Grimsby. Um, so I'm now a freelance seafood industry specialist. Um, I went self-employed a, a couple of years ago and I have three very exciting, incredible contracts. Um, one of them for the Department of Business and Trade, um, looking at Um, Seafood exports for their million pound seafood export package. Um, I also work with the frozen at sea fillets association uh, where some of our members are based here in Grimsby, and I also um, work with the Made Great in Grimsby and the Seafood Grimsby and Humber Alliance team, um, doing the ver- delivering the various projects um, in Grimsby that they have, whether it's to do with um, seafood careers, so trying to attract uh, more people into the, uh, the you know the, the massive employment opportunities we have here in the seafood um, processing sector, and also deliver some of their their other uh, events as well. So, uh, which is why I'm here today. <laughs> (laughs) So,
0: what are we doing today? Uh, Can you talk us through sort of where we've been and what we're going to do?
3: Yeah, we feel that um, you know a lot of people uh, they, they don't really understand the sector and what what's available, uh, and we see that you know right through from, from the schools right up into through the, to the businesses, and we want it is quite a complex sector, and we want to you know sh- showcase the opportunities and and the, and the businesses in the seafood industry in Grimsby. So today we have a group of people from uh, d- different businesses across the uh, the area, and we. Showing them just some, some parts of the supply chain. So we visited um, a fish meal plant, Pelagia, earlier, um, and now we're at one of our um, artisanal um, seafood processing businesses, um, Alfred Enderby's.
0: We are now back at ABP Docks, and I've got Sam here for, from Hampton by Hilton, Humberside Airport, uh, who came on the industry insight with us today. Sam, um, what did you enjoy about today, and what do you think you've got from it?
3: I, I love um Inside, uh, days, but This one was like something off my bucket list It was so exciting uh, To see behind the scenes of how Grimsby's Fish is um, processed And especially Alfred Enderby's The history behind it was just amazing Not only for me it's a, It was really lovely to network with all the local businesses And to be able to see on a more um, closer knit um, tour Rather than it being so big Was um, so wonderful And um, I've made a lot of connections today
0: I'm here with Tristan Cowan of Arup, uh, who was on our tour today. Um, Tristan, how did you get on? What do you think?
4: Hi, so yeah, I'm Tristan from Arup, working in the Sheffield office and the ground engineering team. And yeah, today has been a great insight into the seafood industry in Grimsby. I've got a strong connection with Grimsby with my mum, who lives here, and she's very proud and passionate about the docks. We've had walks around before, and it was really a great insight into the processing and the work that goes into producing all this food and the fish exports it did smell a little bit but it was, it was really interesting and the traditional practices that are being kept going here is really inspiring and I think from the Arab side of things we're looking at where we can be involved in connecting people and doing this wider master planning and helping drive decarbonisation sustainability in the industry yeah it's been a great day and thank you for having me along
0: thanks for listening to this episode of Humber Spotlight don't forget to subscribe next time we'll be talking fish again but for different reasons if you're a bondholder and would like to come on the podcast and share you and your business with our listeners get in touch see you next time